Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Daily Grievance Podcast. This is an irreverent podcast whereby your host, Grieve Master Ty, that's me, reflects on the daily issues of life that annoy the crap out of him. We talk about some pretty funny and messed up shit. For your listening pleasure, this podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter for all the latest updates, as well as everyday grievances expressed angrily in 140 characters or less. Twitter handle, at Daily Grievance 1. That's Daily Grievance, the number one. You have stuff that pisses you off? I feel ya. Tweet it to me. Maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Without further ado, ladies and gents, the Daily Grievance. I'm getting very, very irritated when I go clothes shopping and I can't find my size. I'm a medium. I'm a medium-sized person. I wear medium-sized clothing. But when I go to the store, when I go shopping anywhere and I see a shirt I like or a jacket I like and I go to digging around for my size, I can never find it because these dumb idiots make the same amount of the medium-sized clothing as they do as the other sizes. But what's not getting through their thick skulls is there's more medium-sized people on the earth. So what you have to do is when you're manufacturing these goddamn clothes, you got to make more medium sizes. Make the same amount of small, extra small, large, extra large, but make an extra amount of mediums because most people wear mediums, but they don't do that. They make the, the same amount of all the sizes. So the mediums are always sold out. I can never get what I want unless I get there the day that the fucking truck arrives with all the shit. You know, if, if fucking Chris Hemsworth or the Incredible Hulk show up, there are sizes to accommodate them. But if medium-sized tie shows up, it's simply not possible. Out of stock. Same goes with shoes. Every shoe store I go to, I see a cool pair of shoes. I'll say, yeah, let me, let me get that in a, in a, in a nine. And they're like, ooh, I'm sorry. We don't have it. Nine's out of stock. We have size 14 and we have size three. Can you squeeze into one of those? And it's like, why are they making more sizes of the eight nines when that's a more common size? God, it drives me crazy, and I am tired of getting shafted. Welcome to the Daily Grievance. The Daily Grievance. The Daily Grievance. everybody it's here there was a little hiatus unfortunately between episode 10 and now but it's here i'm back episode 11 the daily grievance and you're here for a reason you're here because you like listening to me get angry and talk about shit that pisses me off i like talking about it too it's one of my favorite things a lot of stuff has pissed me the fuck off over the past couple weeks since we were last together folks a lot of stuff and we're going to talk about it here today so welcome, thank you for listening, this is episode 11 of The Daily Grievance, and with me today is my good pal, Raj Rawal. Hi Raj! Yes, hello, yes sir, no sir, hot dog. And uh, Raj, you and I just met recently, you had just come here from India, where where did you live in India? I was living actually in Ahmedabad, in Gandhinagar, it's a little uh-huh. village right outside of Ahmedabad, where Mohatma Gandhi is from. Oh, cool. Very good time, yes. Yeah. Well, and what brought you over here? 
wanted to come here to join picture industry but it seems that everything is now being taken over by the youtube and like every time i want to try to make some sort of picture or do some dishum dishum and from dancing and action uh, all that is taking over is some uh, guy unboxing video games in front of me and for some reason making 9 million dollars for unboxing video games pooty pie that dude yeah no why is i don't understand why with americans he's not even an american but why are so many people stupid giving him all this money and time isn't he just like smoking the ganj ganj and just like playing video games and going oh stupid beauty beauty is this what the future of our society is going to be so i just want to like make i don't know an indian version of die hard where you know maybe i can run around in a building and do something and you know i'm trying to find the girl and all of a sudden defeat bad guys but no not anymore society has been taken over by youtube and the bachelor i know that's unfortunate it sounds like you had some really interesting things you wanted to do digitally and for youtube i, I did but what was, like what was that die hard one it's it's i i instead of indian die hard people say it's indian die hard i call it die low instead of die hard <laughs> you know why should it be hard you can be low immediately but mm-hmm. then you know you need song and dance every like 10 minutes or so and there's not enough song and dance for such a country that loved to do musicals back in 50s 60s studio era and now all of a sudden it's just like oh my god becca loren and ashley i literally cannot even raj who's your favorite movie star just out of curiosity i'm wondering what influences make their way to india oh right there well, um american stars we just love tom cruise we know he's bad shit insane crazy but uh, as an actor we just love him he's just super star power all the ladies just go crazy for him all the men's want to just be him completely love him and oh my god this vin diesel superb number 1 too too good he's intense isn't he it's just i don't even know what words he's saying he's not even speaking english but at the end of the day your picture does not have one car jumping from one building to another building to another building so your stupid picture is irrelevant because it's not <laughs> one of his pictures you understand they say picture here or film film He- what they F- say film right F- film film F- film film yeah well it's kind of a, a, a the l goes right to the m no no film. no film i'm saying it right yeah close enough okay yeah. yeah yeah no 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 but you're right vin diesel really pushes you on great man raj tell me tell me where you're really from what's going on here well, i'm actually from princeton new jersey um <laughs> it's a fantastic fantastic location uh between new york and philadelphia the not shitty area of new jersey the crossroads of the revolution what it's known as in the textbooks oh we had some american revolution people traversing that territory some back that, in the day some of that crap we have like a river by us and shit that i think washington crossed it's called washington's crossing because they didn't have any more of a creative name for it huh um and yeah i mean it's super diverse so it's kind of like la but just a bunch of not white kids you know what i think about when i hear like american revolution and and all that shit is how pleased i am to be living my life in 2015 you know okay. and living in this era in the 20th and 21st century okay. like i just don't think i would have done well back then i mean i don't know food is hard to get you oh, got to yeah. wear all those stupid clothes it doesn't look comfortable i like wearing dry fit nike all the time I wouldn't want to have to wear those stupid ass clothes they were wearing. They had wigs on. Yeah, oh you yeah. You had to work stupid jobs like farming or or a mason. Black or... blacksmith was the dope yeah, job blacksmith. back then. Like you can just make swords to, like you're technically just you're technically Iron Man when you're a blacksmith though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a valuable trade, I guess. Yeah. But I don't want to sit in a room pounding iron all day. I mean, there was a very limited amount of jobs you could do. It just I, didn't seem you like know fun. What I, you know what I think of being an enthusiast of the adult film industry? Porn yeah. didn't exist then. That's a major, major factor. Like, and now think of now, though, the commonplace of how porn is talked about like socially and acceptably. Like, yeah. Even just as well as eight years ago, you couldn't talk about porn in public, and now it's like... Why aren't you talking about porn in public, you prude? It is, dude. It is mainstream, and they have it's mainstream as hell now. Like have, Pornhub is in general conversation. It now is the Pornhub premium membership. They they had paid ads for that. Yeah, that they, they did. released digitally mm-hmm. on mainstream uh, digital networks and a bunch of and a bunch of news sites, even like Mashable and everything. They just write about Pornhub's Twitter account because it's hysterical. Oh, really? Because like, they because they offer like free things and stuff like that. It's, it's like you know, it's it's a company. And it's managing, it, and they have all these exposés, but not even exposés anymore. Of just Everyone's just a regular person working in that sex working industry, you know. It's just yeah. everyone thinks like it, it, gone it's, are the days. Not with everyone, of course. Like I'm, I think I've lived my life coast to coast because I'm from the East Coast and West Coast. When that whole Middle America chunk, then there's the oh my god, porn is bad, or Jesus doesn't want you watching porn. Oh, you those know, people are still out there. Oh yeah, I mean it's classic. Um, but um, yeah, it's 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 fascinating. There was no like what was what was porn during the American Revolution? Like what was their thing of porn? They couldn't really take. Pictures? Did they paint photos? Did they draw porn? That's a good question. I mean, and think about this. You know, you see a hot lady walking down the street. You're still seeing a hot lady with a bonnet and clothes. We're talking 1776, right? Okay, clothes from head to toe, thick, bushy clothing. They talk about it on The Simpsons too, where they like live in an old house, and Marge is like to Homer is like, "Oh, do you want to get in bed? Okay." And then she's taking like. 50 minutes to take her clothes yeah. off. Like, just give me one second. Like, yeah, so uh, you, you, back then you couldn't even put put anything in the spank bank like you can now. You walk yeah. up and down Sunset or you, you go somewhere where there's hot girls, you see them in the little tiny-ass jean shorts, you mm-hmm. can put that immediately into the spank bank. But you you couldn't do that back then. What are you going to go jerk off to? Like girls in big bushy clothing where you can't see any of their skin? Yeah, I mean that was that was the thing. I mean it was dudes wearing wigs. Think of Washington without a wig. Like do you think he had a mullet? Do you think that – he was doing the gentleman's cut, you know. Like, I think he had a ter- he had a Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw look going yeah, on, like a Larry David, like a Larry David. Yeah, I just it's you just really want to know why they were wearing the wigs. Yeah, you know? like I'm not I'm not sure I'm familiar with uh, an explanation on that. Yeah, I don't. And maybe it's Do maybe they just want to look sophisticated and political. And I think entitled? so. Maybe you and I should start wearing wigs all the time. But that's what I'm saying. If we wore wigs to a job interview, we'd get shit and obviously not get that job when. At the end of the day, we can make a statement. Uh, this was the standard of sophistication that's founded our damn Presidents country. Presidents did this. Yeah, and you're the one that sucks for not hiring me. Yeah, that's what that I could open said. up a whole new world of wig discrimination. That dude, that's a whole entire new thing that could just go down. Yeah, wig discrimination 2016. Like it starts to get in employee manuals, or like you know, you cannot judge somebody for their race, gender, sexual orientation, or whether or not they're wearing a wig. Oh yeah, dude. Hey man, <laughs> I, hey man, Trump can hate. Like my, you know, my my immigrant people as much as he wants, but if he really addresses wig discrimination, he could he could get some <laughs> votes. I'm telling you. Um, but it's good to see you, Ty. That's interesting that it's Trump that would do that. Oh, of he course, right? Has some something funny going on with his hair. I, dude, it's hysterical. Yeah. I don't even I don't even know. It's a caricature <laughs> of himself. Um, well, this week's a little different. So normally in my podcast. Um, we go through a number of things, including all of our grievances and such, and then we do weird random question. Excellent. This, this I'm happy to start special. this off on a porn note, by the way. Yeah, no, that comes up in almost every episode. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and 
But this week we're starting we're, we're starting with weird random question. Weird random question. So this is the juicy part of my show that I'm usually all about finishes. the juice, man. Yeah, it's usually the finale. OJ Simpson, give me some. There you go. But this week we're starting with it. So you you know you've listened to the episodes. Yes, I have. You know how big this fan, works. big fan. So, Shout out to Daniel Weingarten. Danny Weingarten, Danny that's Weingarten, right. The great, man had the a man. great episode with him. Yeah. Episode eight. So here's here's the situation, Raj. I'm going to ask you yours first. Oh yes. A guy breaks in to your family's house. Yes. And he's going to execute everybody. Unless, like the purge, basically, right? Yeah, basically more or less just the purge. Like that. This yeah. is like a spinoff of the purge. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ethan Hawke will be there. As he well. will be there. Okay. I'm just kidding. Beautiful. So a guy breaks in your house. He's going to kill your family mm-hmm. unless you pick one of these three things to do. Oh yes. Okay. okay. Option one. I actually have to queue something up for this, but option, oh, I love queuing things. Up. Option one is you have to talk in your native Indian accent, of like course. the one you did at the beginning of the show. Of course, you have to talk in that accent for a month. Mm-hmm. Every scenario, it's just nonstop. You go to the bank, that's the accent. You go into work, that's the accent. You mm-hmm. try to pick up a girl in a bar, that's the accent. Doesn't matter. You go to court, that's the accent. <laughs> you go on a game show, that's the accent. There's no, there's no way around that. You have to do that for one month, and also you must play. A flute, this flute number that I'm going to have you listen to. Oh, Every time you enter a social situation, you have to play this number. Okay, it sounds very excited to it hear sounds this. Something like this. Some good fluting. Oh yeah, dude, that's the new jam from Flowrider right there. Have you not been to One Oak recently? No, I went there once. I went <laughs> back. Oh, I mean, it's the worst <laughs> place ever. But that's like that's that Flowrider beat right there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So just like you have to actually carry that flute on you and you have to play that every time you enter a social situation. Just mm-hmm. briefly, then it's back in your pocket. You're on with the social situation. Beautiful. Okay. That's option number one. Option number two is you get you get granted two inches of length and 20 26% added girth to your cock for your <laughs> next 10 sexual encounters. <laughs> but during those sexual encounters, you also, you also have to shove a dildo in and out of your mouth for one minute without any explanation to that partner. <laughs> so, I mean, you could save it to the end. You could do it at the very beginning. That's up to you. Excellent. But, I don't know, some people would find that attractive when you you get a bigger cock for those hey, encounters. Man, I just watched Mr. Robot. People are into some weird, weird shit. <laughs> okay, that's option two. Option three is you will present one of the awards at this year's Oscars coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you will do so with a suit which is which has uh, I don't know, 15 to 20 pieces of salmon hanging from it. And then sometime during the award presentation, they're going to release a Kodiak bear onto the stage. <laughs> so it's like a sequel to The Revenant, but in real life. It's, it's kind of a little a little uh, nod to The Revenant. Right. Yes. Okay, beautiful. So you present an award. You're wearing a salmon suit. At some point during the presentation, they're going to release a live adult Kodiak bear onto the stage. That's, that's it. That's so it. now you can ask questions to help you f- yourself figure out which one you would pick. I think I think I'm ready to pick. Do you need to hear the the sound effect I would. again? Can I hear can I hear it one more time? Yeah, here it is. Just like Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Rod Wall. I got it. Yeah, dude, I could just spit to that. That's amazing. <laughs> um <laughs> let's see. Kodiak bears are pretty cool. I feel like I could I don't know. Maybe he, what if humans ate all the salmon on my way to the stage? No. No. It has to be fully preserved as you make your way up to that podium. To and it's fresh salmon, right? Oh, yeah. The it's freshest. Very fresh. It's very fresh. Very fresh. 
would the can the bear talk in no. this universe? No, it's a it's a live Kodiak bear. Like these are real things that are happening in the real world. Okay. Like some okay. of them are preposterous, but they're still not breaking any rules of reality. Okay. Sort of. Let's go with option one because talking like this is actually how I originally used to talk until age eight. So talking like this should not be an issue of going anywhere, you know. So you you pick you don't want to think about it anymore. Or ask questions. You're good with option one. I will ask one question about option two. Would it be a glass dildo or an elastic one or? No, it's rubber. It's a rubber one. Yeah, I mean glass. I'm not gonna have you fuck up your teeth. Okay. Like, yeah. No. No. That's just un-American and rude. You can't yeah. do that in this economy today. You know. No, no, no. Um. And then, okay, the bear, would it be like, would it chase me or would it like have some time? It's, I mean. Because it could kill the audience when you think about it too. Well, within within this scenario, the audience is protected. Mm -hmm. And will it chase you? Probably. What what would you do if you were starving and somebody walked past you wearing a hamburger suit? I mean, he's going to eat that dude. He can eat both at the same time. What do you mean? If he's going to chase me, is he going to eat the hamburger suit guy? No, no, no. Well, the hamburger suit guy is not present. Okay. I'm just saying as a human being, if you were uh, hungry yeah. and, and somebody put a, uh, a hamburger suit wearing guy in front of you, would you oh, attack him? I'd course. fucking attack yeah, him. Yeah, I'd attack him. Yeah, so well, it's probably delicious. safe to say the bear will attack you. Yeah, well. Maybe you'll get away. Maybe you won't. I don't know. But this is a Kodiak bear and he's hungry. He is very hungry. Let's... um. I'll do option one. I want to learn some flutin'. I want to learn some flutin'. It's the okay. flute of my people as well. Okay. So, you know, why not learn it? It's in. Indians are in right now. Sure. You know how many people you call tech support and it's like 90% of like my homies and you're like, oh, it's Raj's friend. That's me, dude. That's straight up me. Why not? So you wouldn't have a pro- doing that for a whole month in every scenario, and you yeah. can't tell people, "Hey, I'm just doing this stick." No, I not at all. Because I can has... commit to it. My wardrobe. Okay. If you go back into my actually my India wardrobe, I just look like that's just how I dress. And I dress, <laughs> and you know, and dressing like a southern like waspy kid, if you want to, like I am right now, it just looks like you're. Just straight out of India, you know? <laughs> That's how Southern preppy fraternity guys dress. True. Just a bunch of absurd colors and fish on them for some reason. So yeah. bears can <laughs> eat you fish. as well. Yeah, bears there's can eat some you as well. fish on some of those clothing. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there's there's a whale on my shirt right now. Like, why the hell is there a whale on my shirt? What, what brand is that? That's Vineyard Vines. Oh. It's like the whitest possible just company organization that exists what does a whale have to do with vineyard wines vines it's like a martha's vineyard thing with a bunch of like white people that love fish Uh, with like refined preppy clothing they do some really good stuff they've been on actually a lot of shows recently but it's basically like a symbol of like i'm white i'm in this i'm in this southern school and this is to notify you that i'm pretty white (laughs) so that's what i do to disguise myself you know from having my indian accent so i think doing it for a month with a flute would be a pretty good time Option one, it is good deal. Option one, I is, wish you luck I, I, with that. I'll take it. I yeah. think I think it would go well. Maybe I'd keep the accent for a few months. Who knows? Maybe I'll just get addicted to it. It is my real accent. Yeah, maybe that becomes like your your first mode of speech. Oh, Who I knows? could just start screaming at people. Someone's robbing a store. I could go, "Hey, you did not pay for that beer," and everyone can start laughing because I'm just like, "Oh, it's funny. It's it's it wasn't funny, but it, they're using an Indian accent, so it's funny. <laughs> it's a funny guy. He's a funny guy." Um, All right, give me give me my weird random question. Oh, you want your weird random question? If you had a choice, well, well, what's first of all, you got to preface it with the guy breaks into my house and does this or that, and I have to answer one of them. Okay, so guy breaks in your house. Okay, okay, <laughs> and he's gonna um, instead of killing your family, he's gonna light your whole house on fire. Okay, and then just kill one child. 
one sibling? One sibling. Okay. Yeah, one sibling. Still not good. Yeah, still not a good situation. Not, no, no. It's the opposite of anything that is good. Um, but you have three options. One is, now, this is a pretty hard one. I was going to do it third, but I'll do it first. You have to watch Grown Ups 1 and 2 over and over again, as in, like, you have to watch each film five times a day, so that's ten times in 30 days. So you have to watch the films 300 times. So that's basically, like, you know. Wait, you have to watch the films how, how you have many to, times? Okay, okay, so you have to watch... Okay, so it's 30 days, right? Uh, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, so you got to watch each t- film five times. Uh-huh. So a that's, day? Yeah, a day. Okay. So Grown Ups 1 and Grown Ups 2. You can alternate if you want, or do Grown Ups 1 one time, then 2 five times. So that's about... Then- that's about 16 hours a day. Of, of grown-ups, too. And then you go to sleep, you can eat your meals, you can well, drive, you can do whatever you want. Well, you only have eight more hours to your day at that point. Yeah, so you have to sleep, but then just sleep. remember the tra- traumatic visions that you will be watching grown-ups one and two that many times. You got to do that exists. for 30 days? You do that for 30 days straight, watch that many hours, but then also, while watching the film, because we have ADD, uh, you have to read the analytical researches on it, one a day, about why that movie is superior to everyone else's life because it costs like $70 million to make, and these people made this much money, even though the movie has like a, I think, 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. And then and then on the last day, you can admit it, on, on the 30th, you don't need to watch it, you have to write a case study paper on your mental state of mind watching these movies. And, uh, How many words? Uh, we'll say a thousand words on compiling it, but okay. you rem- just think of how many times you have to watch both of these films. Yeah, no, it sounds miserable. It's okay. 150 per film. 150 what? So it's 300 views, right? Oh, yeah. But 150 views for Grown Ups 1 and 150 for Grown Ups 2. Yeah, it's That's a thing that's going to have to exist in your life. It sounds To horrible. keep your sibling alive and to not have your house lit on fire. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's only one of the options, right? That's only one of the options. Okay. Would you like to hear option two? Yeah, I have to have three options. That's part of the game. Option two, you have to go around slashing every single person's tires in the greater Los Angeles area. So think of like Gone in 60 Seconds, but instead of stealing cars, you're slashing tires, and you're Nicolas Cage. We can just make you Nicolas Cage. I'll give you that plus in the situation right now. Uh, Okay. So you have to slash 30 tires a day of different cars and you'll be like on the news and everywhere but you can't get caught but when you're done with it you have to actually legitimately take this as it is all the tire stuff you slash you're going to have to make um, kind of a fort out of it like a tire fort with different tires Okay. and in that fort you would have to live another month so you'd slash all these tires live in your apartment but then live in this tire fort for a month got it I'm gonna have some questions but I'll come back you to can it. have let questions option, on that let me hear option three before I do questions before you do questions yeah. are these good are yeah. these these, these are these are very detailed these are very detailed I, I, I don't want to do either one of those so far oh thank god okay option number three you have to date three beautiful 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 southern girls who are super nice and super sexy, 22 to 24, 26. You're dating all three at the same time. Okay. They're all friends, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds great. They're awesome. They work in three different parts of town and at three different industries, so okay. none of them can coincide. Um, but you realize one of them's a kleptomaniac and starts stealing all your shit, but you still have to stay with her for a week. Uh, the other one is uh, clinically insane and has a fetish of uh, running over people's feet with her car. Okay. And then the last one is a Scientologist that says that if you don't come to the Church of Scientology with me, 
I will kill your family because you're in this with me and you got that one pregnant but it's only for a month okay I need to ask some questions you can ask questions a lot of these, these good these are pretty obscene the, no these are fine these are fine these are way out there and they Remember, got a lot of stipulations attached so I, I need some clarification I, yeah I can tell you I love option one but yeah okay so that that last one is I will be date you said all these girls were hot right so they're all hot. And they're all like 22, 22 to 26. 22, 24, 26. Three different parts of town. Three different industries. Okay. They don't know each other. And I'm dating. You're like, you're like that 90s, mid-2000s trailer of like a cool guy driving a car like with all the girls. Okay. And I'm I'm dating these three? Yes. And am, am I required to date them for a certain period of time? No, you're dating them all just for a month. It's just like in a scenario you oh, somehow so met them before. Yeah. That's the, that, that's the minimum requirement for this scenario. Yes. I must be with these girls for a month. Yes. One of them is clinically insane and likes running over people. Running over people's the, feet. Okay. That's her fetish. Don't don't care about that. Don't That's care fine. about You're good with feet. that. If You're I'm fine banging, with feet. If I'm banging some hot 23-year-old, I don't care what she does yeah. in her own time. And then the other one's a kleptomaniac, so she's going to so steal. I, so she's going to be at my place from time to time? Yeah, like most of the time, but think of how much shit she's going to feel. Clinically, she's a kleptomaniac. Okay, I can get past that. I'll let her steal it, and then right before the 30-day mark, I'll just go steal it all back. What, and the third one? Who's the third one? The third one is the kicker. That's the biggest thing out of all of everything. What's she, the deal? Uh, she is a Scientologist uh-huh. and says you have to convert to Scientology with her. So she'll like have you on her like metaphorical leash and says if you don't come to Scientology meetings with her and don't get baptized into Scientology and brainwash, she'll kill your whole family. Okay. Uh, some some fucked up shit. And I'm, but I'm banging all three of these, right? Yes, you are, but okay. remember, you are officially a Scientologist after 30 days. You turn into a Scientologist, and you're going to go through all the hazing Scientologists have to go through and, like, you know, basically being, like, a slave to Scientology for 30 days. But remember, grown-ups one and well, two. Well, no, you you said, oh, you're so you're saying after the 30-day 30 30 day minimum of dating them, in the third, with a third girl, I'm required to actually become a Scientologist permanently, or just for thirty another for, thirty days. For thirty days, but that's the thing about the brainwashing mechanisms of Scientologists okay. is that when you get brainwashed, you like, well, by what if by choice you choose to be one? That's the risk. That's the risk of that option when you think yeah, about I'm it. I'm a pretty strong-minded person. I don't. You are. That's what I, they all say. I don't believe in God or religion. Okay. So okay. I, I find it hard to believe they'd be able to brainwash me. But okay, option two. Running around town, slashing tires, and I got to build a tire fort and live in that tire live fort. Live in for that 30 fort days. of a bunch of tires. Okay. So that's pa- 900 tire scraps that you make a fort out Passing of. Passing on that, um, you know, once you get, if you get caught for slashing, say, a thousand people's cars, their tires, that's some major jail time. Yeah. Also, I find the fact that building a tire fort out of the, out of the slain tires, I feel that would be a very obvious, uh, incriminatory. Situation, but you somebody can write it off living. as an art piece, maybe. But somebody would see me living in the stuff that I have destroyed and, and vandalized. That is very not true. doing that one. Option one, not doing that. Um, it's that's just uh, that would fuck with my, my brain too much. That's I'm not going to sit for thirty days and watch <laughs> those movies for sixteen hours. Why? A day. Why not? Option. I'm an option one guy. Why not option one for you? Because option three, I get to bang three uh, three twenty three year old girls. But that's Scientology at the same time. brainwashing, man. And you have to I'll sit go there. That. I'll 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 um, fulfill my commitment. But to you have her, to be to fully there. into it, and you have to go to everything. I'll give it my all. You got to know all the religious, uh, religious like things that they have, and all the Torahs and whatever. I will I will fulfill my commitment to give it a real shot. If if after thirty days it it has an effect on me, heck, maybe I'll move forward with it. But chances are it won't. 
Okay. And then I'll move on. My family's safe, and I got to bang three 23-year-olds for a month. Yeah. So option three. Option three. Okay. Option three. option three taker. Yeah. Why not option one? I'm curious. Could you just not put yourself through that mental tarnish of? Well, it sounds like it's going to the 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 act of watching these films will be rigidly enforced, and I don't know if I can sit in a chair for 16 hours a day and watch the same movies over and over again. I mean, with repetition. But you'd be alternating them. I know, but it's shit. After you watch them a couple times. You, it's the same shit, you know? But what if you end up writing the script for Grown Ups 3 and sell it for millions and millions of dollars because of this psychological experiment? That would be interesting. Yeah. That would be That's what I got from it. But I think you would do some permanent damage to your brain. Oh, yeah. So that I got this idea from these guys that run a podcast. They were watching, uh, for 52 weeks, they'd watch, they watch Grown Ups 2 365 days in a year to see the psychological effect it would have on what, them. Yeah. And they started noticing just little things about background extras and... <laughs> thematic elements of the film really? I need to find it for you it's the most amazing thing ever is this, I just, wait, this is a video? Uh, I think they did a confessional video of it but there's an article about it and it's just <laughs> I, the fact that Grown Ups 2 has this subculture to it of just this is an actual thing with actual people with actual money that was actually made in an industry that we love and revere but it, it made money so therefore it's a, it's a thing that actually exists wow yeah. I, I do want to check that out that sounds kind of interesting yeah it's fascinating um, well, great questions. Yes, today thank for weird you. Round of questions. Thank Solid you. segment. This Over. is the darkest podcast I've I've been able to uh, really? be on. Yeah, I love yeah, it. It gets a little dark. It gets really dark. But it's I love it's it. all in good fun. All it's in just good my fun. sense of humor. I love it. You know, I like going to weird places. We're all we're all too PC, man. I watched I watched I the whole South Park season again recently. Which have you seen it? No. Or heard about it? No. It's brilliant. It just makes fun of PC culture. We're like, you PC, bro. You PC. And it's like. Um, uh, I could be on board with that. Anytime someone tries to talk about like Caitlyn Jenner, they go, "Hey, she's stunning and handsome." Yeah, man, don't talk about her that way. And about Yelpers making fun of people calling themselves Yelpers, and uh, about Whole Foods and gentrification. Like they make excellent. fun of the Grove and the NoHo side. It's oh, fantastic. excellent. So this is this is South Park, the most recent. season? The most recent, and they they're like it's a what story. What are they on? I think it's twenty-seven. I'm trying to no, think. No, probably not twenty, but like six. 50. No, seventeen. 18 maybe? Wow. Good it's been them. on since 97. That's crazy. It's been on since 97. 97. How crazy is to Holy think that? Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I would be on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's uh, go ahead and uh, segue into Daily Grievance News. Oh, I'm very excited. Can I Can I start it off? Yeah, absolutely. What do you, uh, any- Have you seen this fucking absolute asinine piece of shit movie called Joy? Uh, is that By David news? O. Russell? Is that news or is that a grievance? Oh, that's it's a grievance. Okay, we're gonna save that. Okay, love the enthusiasm. That. I just saw that. Oh God, in I my love, eyes. I, I love like, the frustration. I just the saw Indian devil. You. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But we're gonna save that for the grievance. Mm-hmm. But I like I like that energy. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, I just like to touch on uh, just a couple quick trending news happenings that are out there. Mm-hmm. One of which. Is did you hear about that Uber driver in Michigan that went around and slaughtered people? That is you. That is crazy. Being a former Uber driver myself, I'm like, well, you're holy still shit. Aren't you? Yeah, still, yeah, still active. Isn't that crazy? That's insane to think that. Um, I mean, they got to up their background checks. That's just a company perspective. Like, if you're a if you're a business establishment, Uber's Uber's shit with this is like they don't do background checks heavily enough. You know, they're really light. They're very very light. Like, I got activated in a matter of like. Few hours, you know. Yeah, when I applied for Lyft, which I got denied from, and I don't know why. <laughs> I do have a pretty clean record. That's amazing. But I got denied from them, um, and I don't know why, and they won't fucking tell me. But then Uber, I got approved very quickly, and I was like, okay, that's what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think they're gonna, there's going to be some backlash here. But oh, the guy sure. has the guy actually has a clean background record. That's what's so crazy. Yeah. What did he just go off immediately on a bender and just decide I don't know. to kill people? It's I'd pretty like crazy. to get him in a room and get some answers out of him. Yeah. Maybe we, we should like go to like whatever jail in Michigan and like interview him. Oh, say we're part is. of like student media. Yeah, that's what I do. That's why I usually I use my student ID for everything. You, man. Look, you, you could pass as a student. So oh, dude, easily. if I clean, if I shave off this well-trimmed yes. beard right now, yes. and take off these glasses and wear the clothing I'm wearing right now with a backwards hat, I'm good <laughs> to go as your 19-year-old go-to fuckboy ba- of like, hi, I'm from the I'm from the local newspaper, right? From blank blank university. Yeah. Okay, if I ask you some questions, please. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Maybe have one of those. Um, have the uh, those key things dangling out of your the pocket key, the lanyards yeah class of and have it say like class of 2016 it, or something yeah but like really i i want to put my like hat backwards enough that hair is sticking out of, of it of course you know absolutely to let them know that i'm like really young like i'm not like an asshole i'm like a douchebag i don't know anything i haven't seen the real world yet you know yeah like your life revolves around just going around to various campus buildings Yes, just in general. That's yeah. what I do. And and getting blackout drunk and then asking questions to murderers. And like trying to get laid, but never really getting but laid. But not really ever yeah. at all. But thinking you do and letting people know how much you crush puss on the reg, as I think that's what kids say. That's the slang yeah. that kids now say as a general, like, you know, regular thing. That's the lingo. But yet in reality... The, when you get within like eight feet from a sorority girl, you literally ejaculate in your pants. Yeah, I mean that's most that's most of these just like white men in fraternities that are just insecure about themselves, and a lot of them just hate their parents and don't have any confidence and come from a trust fund background. So therefore, they're just like, "Hey, I'm gonna act like an overconfident douche." Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a I have a whole line of opinions on that whole situation oh, yeah. i think a lot but of them those are, those are, are the people that should interview these murderers yeah you know? yeah, yeah sure because it's like they'll just get so horrified through this reality like what kind of questions would they ask that's the funny thing yeah i i don't know i wouldn't personally i'd rather interview them than one of those tool bags i would <laughs> i would just i think i would be good at getting information out of them yeah i yeah. mean if i'm allowed to punch him in the face i think i would you, be good you at would be like out of him. sean penn 2.0 as he was to el chapo el chapo <laughs> That was a fucking weird story. Yeah. But the whole situation's kind of fucked up. I mean, the guy just, I mean, you, you use Uber. You, first of all, you would think that, that would most likely occur with a cab driver. Oh, yeah. For some reason, we have this implicit trust with Uber. Uber, yeah. Uber drivers. Because it's people they're, driving people. They're it's a yeah, family. It's peers driving yeah. everyone. Yeah. And I mean, we use it. It's revolutionized the way LA works now, you know? So Yeah, it's, I know. Uh, it's crazy. And I, I would be so upset if I got into an Uber ride and I was trustworthy of this guy and then he turned around and shot me. I'd be so furious. I, you'd be, you couldn't actually be furious because you'd already be shot. What? Well, that moment before I perished, I would I like would the point zero 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 one millisecond of emotion you had. Yeah, it would be filled with frustration. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'd feel inconvenience too. Just like you could have gotten a lift instead, right? Yeah, like I could have just gotten where yeah. I was going to my buddy's house or oh, to totally. a party. Oh yeah. Now I'm dead <laughs> because this guy has an, uh, an uh, you know a no reason uh, uh, manifest. Like, yeah, just it's an terrible, inexplicable so, breakdown. So awful. Yeah. Yeah, an inexplicable breakdown. That's the best way to say it, yeah. Um, So I just want to mention that. I mean, it's fucked up. I drive for Uber. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, that is. That's that's probably one of the most fucked up things to happen. Because all that's in the news is Trump this, Trump that. I was like, dude, like... You're giving him PR by just talking, you know. True, like, he loves it. That's I mean, right. like I, I now I'm giving him PR, but I thought the most hysterical <laughs> thing. I thought um, 
like seeing an SNL skit in real life was the best between him and Cruz and Rubio. This isn't even I don't even care about political affiliation or any of that bullshit anymore. This is just like just like a bunch of I don't even know what's going on. Like they're all screaming at the same time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a publicly televised event. You know, I've noticed that the last couple debates, I, I usually don't get political in my podcast. But I have noticed that in the in the past couple debates oh, yeah. that the guys are going at it and the, and the fucking moderators <laughs> are having trouble getting it's, them out it's of like there and a keeping bunch it organized. Of, it's a bunch of nine-year-old kids. I, I said the best. It's a bunch of nine-year-old kids arguing over who's going to be player one controller on the N64. <laughs> That's exactly what it is on who's going to be player one. Well, there was always something wrong with controller number two. Dude, no one wanted to have controller one number two. One of the buttons two. always stuck. You were, you were a piece of shit. Or you had the ghetto controller with controller number two because you would pay full price for the Nintendo base controller for one but for two you bought like the bullshit third like the generic version yeah and that's what i did for my ps2 shit you kidding me i had a mad cats player two controller because controllers were fucking fifty dollars for ps2 so i just yeah bought one for thirty dollars i'm like fuck that i'm using my indian birthday money and shit there you go no one's gonna i'm gonna get player one play my grand theft auto 3 and like imaginary like run people over in this game with player one's controller there you go that's what trump is trying to do he's trying to just uh not run over yeah he's like metaphorically trying to run over the opinion uh, opponents as, as racist as he is i do from a business perspective he uh you know he's getting he's, he's getting, got a strategy and he's executing he's it. executing that's what i'm saying when you look from business all aside from personal beliefs you're like you know yeah i'm just like okay he's <laughs> just riling people up it's getting pit bulls together you know the, being being when and going to college in the south you know like my school was pretty like Kind of half liberal, you know, but it's a lot of northeastern kids. But then you go outside, you know, to a place, say, Reedsville, North Carolina, you know, and you see all these people and, you know, asking. There was a pro Sarah Palin rally at my university about eight or nine years ago. And, you know, they're just like, y'all really want a minority to be president. <laughs> and uh, it's just like funny. It's one of those like where I just don't talk or express my opinion because it's like a case study. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear everything to know that it exists, you know? Yeah. It's like racist Twitter also, you know? Racist yeah. Twitter is its own kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, it's easy I to be that racist was... behind a computer screen. Oh, of course. Yeah. Now everyone's just trying to be a cyber bully, but I think it's hysterical. Right. Um, but yeah, the Trump thing was hysterical. I, I've never seen a political thing become like an actual skit in real life. They are getting entertaining. I'll a, give you that. It was, it was kind of amazing. Um, I want to move on to the Oscars. So the Oscars are coming up, and the white the white entertainment awards, the white awards. Yeah, you know that's an interesting topic. Yeah, very interesting the topic. The WET awards. So is your stance on it that my it, stance it's on a it is skewed? My stance on it is Straight Outta Compton was a fantastic fucking film. You know, it was like, good. I thought it was better than most of the bullshit that's come out last year you know have you seen jurassic world a horrible movie it is like horrible movie laughable but to a like cringeworthy like how much do we love jurassic park the original fucking amazing it's amazing and you're like how do you make that amazing of a movie then and can't do it now with modern technology well, and bullshit. Let me make a note on Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. This is something that I found so fucking absurd. It frustrated me. On Jurassic me. World. Jurassic World, yeah. yeah. Ooh, just okay. the worst. So they had this this big, hybrid, chemically engineered, yeah. massive, double the last size of the last T-Rex, just yeah. a monster, ferocious. Just chilling. Bi- biggest predator on the planet, T-Rex, right? Uh-huh. And when he got out of the cage, you'll remember in the movie... You know what they sent to to take care of him? The red flare. They sent six guys with uh, shocking prods. Oh, it, we talking about the original? No, Jurassic World, the oh, most yeah, recent yeah. one. Oh, okay. This yeah, yeah. giant, ferocious 
modern-day chemically engineered Tyrannosaurus Rex escapes from its modest fucking cage it was in. And to get it back in its cage and to get it under control, the park sends six guys with uh, electric prods. Do you remember that particular? Oh, yes, I do. Six yeah, guys yeah, yeah. just trying to get him back in his cage. There's six get guys. Get this like, massive yeah. 10-ton ferocious beast back into his cage with metal prods. This thing will kill prods. you. Yeah, I just found that <laughs> absurd. But, yeah. I, um, well, no, like, yeah, and with asinine bullshit like that, Straight Outta Compton was a nice, like, breath of fresh air. I'm also a fan. But it was just one of those, like, there are a lot of performances, but then some of those performances nominated because my opinion when it comes to film and all things film is the only opinion that matters and the only one that's educated and the only one that's legitimately correct. And that's something I'll strongly believe for the rest of my life um, is that <laughs> I just couldn't keep a straight face. Sorry. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry. I actually spaced out on the very beginning of that. But how, yeah. did, how did that relate to Jurassic World? Oh, or what was the beginning of what you oh, said? Oh, just bullshit. Jurassic World being a fucking terrible yeah, bullshit, bullshit movie. movie. Okay. Straight out of Compton being a nice breath of uh-huh. fresh air, okay. you know? Okay. Um, and it was just, there were great performances in that, and I know it's a competitive year and everything, but, like, I, I don't, I don't know, all the nominations. Like, it's it's kind of, like, I was happy Mad Max was nominated for a bunch of shit. Like, yeah. fun-ass action movie. I'm okay movie, with that. You know, I'm, I'm okay I, with I allowed that. that. Um, but my whole thing, even with everyone turning up and getting angry, who really cares about the Oscars anymore? It's kind of lost its a little bit standard and stature. I mean, I well, know you when hated... they went to ten best pictures, yeah, they immediately uh, yeah, downgraded and their, it's, it's their kind caliber of, like, of award. Yeah, and it's kind of just like, oh, everyone can get one, just to be kind of like not politically correct, but kind of politically like, oh, we want a good relationship with this filmmaker and that person and this person. There used to be a certain standard to it. I mean, my best example of it is I thought the last real Oscar showdown was the Social Network versus the King Speech. Social Network, a film that's taught in film classes, acting classes, editing classes, writing classes, <laughs> a film that I've seen over 250 times that is one of my favorite American films of this decade, that it's a movie about Facebook it should be the worst movie ever it should be pretentious asinine bullshit but honestly it's just a movie about friendships relationships betrayal and a modern day Citizen Kane and so vividly and beautifully done technologically did so much for the film industry did so much for acting and once again is still just such a major classic in pop culture wise King's Speech a good movie but you're making a fucking movie with uh, we're talking in British accents no one's gonna fucking remember it no one cares that it won Best Picture no one wants to rewatch it again it's a really good movie but just cause you're People are speaking British accents in a period piece. Do I give a fuck? No. Shakespeare in Love was the same goddamn way. After that, do you remember the artist won Best Picture in 2012? No. No one Never fucking did because no one fucking saw it. No. 2013, Argo won. Yeah, it was a fun blockbuster movie. Did it fucking should have won Best Picture? No. no like, so you not. watch in theaters like a blockbuster. You enjoy it for what it is and you leave. 12 Years a Slave, of course it was going to win. Yes, it was a really well-made movie, but we've seen this movie 30 times before. 2015, I dug Birdman. I know you thought it was like the biggest piece of pretentious trash ever. Huge and violence. it is. Shit. It is though. It yeah. is. Oh, it's a big pile. I think of shit. I only I only dug it because of Norton and Keaton just being on screen together, you know. Yeah. And that to me, I was just geeking out seeing Jack from Fight Club and Batman in a scene together. But yeah, like remember that Deer Hunter and Godfather and like fucking Terms of Endearment. See, we'll go to sappy movies, but they're good sappy movies, you know. All these things won Best Picture. Gladiator. How badass is Gladiator with Russell Crowe? None of these films hold a classic standard anymore that we can show our kids and go, oh, that was a Best Picture winner. No one gives a fuck if something's a Best Picture winner anymore. Does anyone... I fell asleep in Lincoln six times with Daniel Day-Lewis. Literally... Love DDL, but didn't see that DDL, and he's brilliant in it, but literally fell asleep because they're like, guys... We need we need to end slavery. It's a bunch of white guys in this room. Then two hours later, I wake up. Same white guys, same white room. Okay, guys, two votes to end slavery. And I'm like, 
you take this many great actors, you have one of the best filmmakers in the whole world making this movie, and you make it this boring, there's no umph and rewatchability to these Oscar movies anymore. They don't affect me as much as I did. I feel like I'm being told to like them just to like them. Mm. Like, I really like, did you see Spotlight? Yeah. Yeah. I like that because that was a modern day All the President's Men. It knew a formula. It took a real story. But most importantly, it's like I know the end result, but I want to know the end result sometimes. I'm all about the journey of the characters that are going to fucking take me there. That's Mm -hmm. the best part about these movies. Like the Deer Hunter, you know the end result. The Vietnam War ends, but what's the crazy shit that happens, you know? Like it can be simple. You don't need to overcomplicate shit, you know? Sure. Those are are very well-articulated opinions. So that's my thing. That's my thing on the Oscars. Let me address Spotlight. Yeah. So Spotlight was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay. And here's the thing. Okay, The Revenant is the best movie. I've seen. Oh, I thought it was like a celebration of just fucking like yeah. Yeah, it was. So Revenant Revenant was the best movie. Yeah. But if there's any movie that the Academy is going to give Best Picture to ahead of Revenant, it will be Spotlight. Of course, yeah. Because you know Hollywood has the biggest fucking hard on Mm -hmm. for attacking. Conservatism and Confer- religion. Conservatism, and, and- religion, but most importantly, the words based on a true story. Oh, yeah. How yeah. much of a hard on is that overall? That's great. And believe me, I'm all for getting yeah. those guys. I just don't want to see them st- take an opportunity to like stick it to conservatism at the, at the expense of the revenant. That's all. Because that's all I'm I thought the about. Revenant is, and and that's the thing. Revenant for movies like you, like you can tolerate. You watch everything just like me. But Revenant is shot like I mean, it's the same director as Birdman, DP. It's I like know, I yeah, know. yeah, I know. It's but, crazy. But that's the thing. Back to back. That's the beautiful thing about filmmaking and movies. Oh, you think like they this. might not give it to him because it's back to back? No, I think they will give it to him because it's back to back. I think it'll get cinematography, actor, director, and best picture. I think it's gonna get best picture because it's been winning. It won the BAFTA. The only competition is Big Short won the PGA, but um, and the SAG Award was. Spotlight, but then think of the track record for Spotlight and what it won. It's only really won the PGA and a bunch of Critics Award nominations and shit, you know. Yeah. And then the National Board Review, which the National Board Review used to be the standard of when they predicted Best Picture, that's what was going to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty two thousand ten, it was The Social Network. Two thousand thirteen, it was Her. Um, it was Mad Max Fury Road this year. You know, mm-hmm. if Mad Max Fury Road, though, kept it, came in and swept everything, that would be the greatest surprise that ever. That would be crazy. That a major, that would be fourth, crazy. a forkel, like a fourth movie blockbuster, summer, tentpole, high octane, high budget action film that's really actually just two thirds of feminist film and is just so well done wins. I thought that, I think that, that would be, would be interesting, but there. I think you need a, you need a much younger demographic in the Academy you do, to, yeah. to pull that off. Well, it's because they're all just white. They don't know shit. The thing that pisses me off most about the fucking Academy, you know how many motherfucking people want to be in the fucking Academy and it's their goddamn fucking dream and everything they want to do. I'm talking myself right now. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the Academy. That's my fucking dream. That's all I wanted to be. But this fucking dumb 65 year old, old the fuck that doesn't watch movies, half these fucking people aren't even watching the goddamn movies and the screeners they have or watching any of the for your consideration things and that just fucking grinds who's my not gears. watching that like all these people all, like none of them all watch. the academy members yeah they're not watching oh, everything they're, they're assigned ju- they're just watching what they're interested yeah in? what they're interested in they're not doing their goddamn fucking job that could as be. they say you have one fucking job and all these films clearly that you're getting for your consideration for them and you're supposed to fucking watch them like right. it's not about no, I, I don't believe that, well, the best possible film that's nominated is getting nominated. No, fuck that. If that was true, the artist or Shakespeare in Love would not have fucking won Best Picture. So that's my thing on it. I still love watching the Oscars. Everyone would always go, oh, Raj, this is your Super Bowl. This is your Super Bowl. And it really is. But at the same time, like, 
I don't know. I'm just I'm just turned up. It, it's it was a great year for film. It's obviously very competitive, um, and I do think the things that were nominated were very fine. And a lot of the awards are locked completely, like Brie Larson for Room, like fucking an unbelievable performance. I've loved her since I saw her in Twenty Two Jump Street or Twenty One Jump Street. Um, but yeah, there's just no like. Would I love to go to the awards? Would I love to go to all these parties? And yeah, fuck. I mean, of course, you know, mm-hmm. fucking live here, here for industry work. But like. Who cares? It's like the Golden Globe Awards are like the new MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, yeah. Always remember, Avatar and The Hangover won Best Picture for the Golden Globes in 2010. Over Inglorious Bastards and that like... That was the year Hurt Locker won. Yeah. Um, well, good talk on that, dude. I gotta We got to transition into our grievances. Of course. So we can squeeze them in here. Um, but uh, very... You have a passion for that, I can tell. I do. I love I love my movies, man. So I was, I. I was so born and raised. It's just, you know, like... No, YouTube, digital streaming is the future, but fucking unboxing goddamn, I, I don't even fucking know, like shoe products and toys is not the fucking future of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Millennials are just fucking idiots, you know? Yeah, yeah, Oh, That's I just, agree with that entirely. Like, I mean, look at the music they listen to. Yeah, fucking A. But, uh, okay, so we're going to go through our grievances quickly. We'll just riff on them for like a minute and then move on to the next one. Let's okay, do it. Okay, so I'll go first. Um, so I have a... Okay, so on Facebook, everybody's posting pictures of their kids, which is which is repugnant. Enough People love opinion. their kids. Yeah, I, I don't care, and I'm not interested in their kids. But when they have a baby, you know, the baby reports you see on P- Facebook, they're always positive. They always show a picture of their baby, and they're like, "Oh, look, little Lisa came out at, at six pounds and eight ounces, and, and everybody's <laughs> healthy, and everyone's doing well. Everyone is doing really great." I just want to see a day when the when somebody posts a picture of this behemoth baby and they're like, "Oh dear God, it was an absolute catastrophe in there. Our baby came out at eight pounds and, and twenty two inches. It was absolute hell. I don't know if my wife's going to recover. We're 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 doing okay, but we are not we are not doing great. I got to tell you, it kind of sounds like the scene with um, what's her Gina Davis from The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. What scene is that? At the end where she you know he fucks her and like. And then he turns into a fly, and then oh, her yeah. baby is like a fly and like a bohemian. <laughs> so like old school. Yeah. I got to go watch. Yeah, that. Oh, it's amazing. But I just find that interesting. You know, the f- every time somebody posts something on there, it's all about a healthy, medium sized baby. Oh yeah. A, I want to see a behemoth baby that act. You know, has. A or I want to see my effect. baby shit my pants again. What an asshole! Or I had to give my kid a spanking. You know. W- What's wait what? Like just a bunch of people posting about their babies, all the bad shit that happens. Oh yeah, yeah, Social yeah. media is just to show yeah, that. Look at my new look suit. Look at my new things. Look you at know? my suit that was shit upon by my child. My child shit on my day. suit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So actually, to piggyback off that, one of my grievances is how many fucking people are getting engaged on social media and are staging photos specifically for their social media engagement and notifying us that they're marrying their best friends. There's not that many people that are marrying their best friends, is there? Like. If they're your best friend, they would know about your porn addiction or how much you like love DIY crafts and bullshit, you know? I feel like that's an obligatory statement to make. Oh, I'm marrying my best friend. Yeah. Like, no guy out there is going to be like, hey, everyone, I'm marrying my my third best friend. Yeah, I'm marrying my best friend. I can't believe it. Like, there's like a new drinking game of how many people say, I'm marrying my best friend. Everyone and their mom's getting engaged, by the way, ages 20 to like 40 right now. Everyone's doing it. Like, everyone's, I think it's like a trend. It's not even like a... Yeah. Like think of pre pre social media engagements, how you'd hear from a landline phone and not know about these other forty people you don't care about getting engaged. <laughs> like I know, right. I don't fucking care about these and then the best is where you still talk to them, 
and you're still friends with them and you see him get married. But this is the fucking hilarious thing. You're not invited to the fucking wedding, but then they're still asking you for something. You got to put up with all the pictures and all the preparation yeah. and all the well wishes on Facebook, but you don't get to go to the wedding. You don't get to go to the rib. wedding. Like yeah. you're not getting the prime rib. You're not right. flying. You're not doing that. Like there should be a thing on there where where if you're not getting prime rib that you don't have to see those pictures. It's like a little setting. Yeah. Like, are oh, you yeah. attending and getting are you prime attending? rib? You're not attending. Continue so this to can see photos. Out. Yes. Yeah. Not going. No photos. Are you getting medium rare prime rib and drinking blue label? I don't think you are. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I thought that that's been kind of grinding my gears recently. Yeah. Daily Greaves. What's your next one? Um. Okay, there's not enough bag boys at the supermarket. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if there's a fucking oh, bag boy strike going on. Yeah. But Back I go to, to the Ralph's. Simpsons, like that episode. Yeah, I go to Ralph's. I, well, Trader Joe's another story. They're very efficient. But you go to Ralph's, and I get all my stuff. I go to the teller, because I'm not using the self-service thing. I'm going to make people earn their fucking money. Oh, of course. So I go in that line. You're supplying a job. You're, you're yeah. creating a job. Yeah. I do, yeah. Are oh, they going to pay me to bag my, to do my own groceries? Yeah. Fine, I'll go use that. If yeah, they're not exactly. paying me, I'm going to go to the person that's going to pay to pay do s- it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to give it to someone who's that's their job. But oftentimes there's there's no bag boy, and the woman has to stop what she's doing and go and go do it herself, or I have to help her fucking do it. Where's the fucking bag boys? Where's those ugly little pimply-faced teenagers that are there to bag groceries? What happened know, to those man. guys? You're, you and me are trapped in the 90s, man. I'm just looking for them again and again. Yeah, like, they're not there. It's crazy. I, um... Yeah, and then, like, they don't give me a bag either, and it's just like... Oh, you gotta pay for bags I don't now. bring a cloth bag with me everywhere I go. I'm not a fucking person that lives in Portland that carries a cloth <laughs> bag everywhere I go to collect all my bullshit that comes from a fucking upscale family from, like, North Carolina and is trying to live some sort of fucking bohemian life. I'm an American, so I'm gonna take a goddamn paper and plastic bag like how I was fucking raised, and you're gonna charge me $10 for this bullshit. Dude, I used to take those paper bags by the stack... Yeah. Like before I left, just because I needed them for my home for whatever yeah, reason. Of course. Now you got to fucking pay for them. That's so fucking crazy. 10 cents. Of think of how much time you've wasted on that. Um, yeah, the bag boys. Speaking of bag boys, fucking Jennifer Lawrence should just fucking play a bag boy. Have you seen the movie Joy? I did watch it recently, yeah. It is like, it is, I would do the Grown Ups 1 and 2 for like five days straight rather than watching that atrocious piece of multiple animal feces just again and together. again. Well, what pisses me off is love Bradley Cooper. Of course I love Bobby De Niro. And I'm, I'm a Jennifer Lawrence fan, as basic bitchy as that sounds. I am. Thought American Hustle was fucking terrible. Thought was. she was unfitting for the role. But I laughed like a few times when she spoke. I'm like, okay, this is unbelievable. Um, I like the fucking uh, depressed white people... Uh, manic, depressive, mental illness. What's the, the fucking playbook? Silver Linings Playbook movie. Oh, I hated that. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I wasn't, fucking wasn't hated the best that thing, but movie. I thought it was fine. I found that um, so annoying. I, I love Bradley Cooper, except when he's in a David O. Russell film. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And his last fucking three movies are in David O. Russell movie. Yeah. Like, I wasn't American Sniper's biggest fan, but I thought he was fantastic in it. I think oh, I he's great. It, yeah. Like, I think he's like, he can carry any movie. But the thing about this movie is that I was, no one is pro-feminism more than me, female filmmakers, all that going down, female leads, everything. I'm stoked for the new female-led Ghostbusters. With that being preface, uh, Mad Max with Charlize Theron being the lead over, oh, yeah. uh, it's fucking fantastic. I think it's awesome. Women are taking over the industry. Shondaland with all those shows. With all that, this was like the most anti-thing ever because I thought it was going to be an inspirational like feminist movie and things like that. And it just turned into all the fucking characters being unlikable. And likable to another level where it's like I wanted – I almost turned the movie off five or six times. Totally, totally. First of all – Just terrible. I didn't I didn't see Joy when it was in the theaters. Oh, thank God. Nor did I see it for a long time afterwards because the trailer and everything about it, 
made it look so ridiculously stupid that I didn't want to waste, waste my time. Oh, it's so bad. Now, I did see it, and I do not think it's a great movie, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Really? It's still not that great of a movie. It's still kind Maybe of Maybe you were, uh, I don't know, you were in some sort of dimension or mindset. I know. You would think that I would absolutely hate it. I would think I you would hate, hate it. it, yeah. This is, I feel like, did we just switch roles? I, I feel like- Maybe. I'm, I mean, Your it words happens. are coming out of my mouth. But here's the only uh, redeeming characteristic of the movie. All those people were un- unlikable, mm-hmm. and the whole th- movie was kind of depressing. Their stupid little flyover state yeah, town. Yeah, how the fuck was it nominated for a fucking comedy? I didn't laugh no, once. I, what the hell is it this bullshit? Have been. That, whole, that whole thing's bullshit. But the fact that everyone was unlikable and it was so depressing, there was just something slightly touching and slightly inspirational about the fact that she just kept trucking, kept working, and eventually fucking took what she wanted. Yeah, I'm just something kind of cool I'm about all that. about that, and I liked the last 20 minutes, but it's like you gave me this fucking journey where I can't care for your last 20, to, uh, 20 minutes. It's just like Eli Roth's Hostel. I'm a horror junkie. I remember watching it in 2006. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves porn, but when I go into a fucking horror movie and I'm seeing all this damn porn for like an hour straight and there's no killing or gore or any of the bullshit you're going on, you're like, what the fuck? is going on and then you find out it's a pay for uh we we kidnap tourists and then rich ass people from countries kill them whoa that concept is so cool and so fucking awesome for a horror movie oh but we only have 15 minutes left to fucking execute things with this (laughs) awesome fucking concept you gave me with the dude from suits as being one of like the crazy people in there but um yeah i just i just hated it i thought it was lawrence's worst performance i think the academy just Wants to just blow Lawrence twenty four seven like I and I. Oh, that's you thought thing. Jennifer Lawrence was bad in Joy. Oh, I thought every piece of that movie was the worst piece of shit I've seen, and I've seen it twice, and it's just awful. This isn't an opinion thing. This is a me being fucking correct thing, mm-hmm. because it's like, why would you waste my fucking time like that? Don't tell me this movie can just be okay on its own. It doesn't need award seasons just because all these fucking goddamn producers and directors and all these people that have been in fantastic films are involved with this. Francis Ford Cobb did a fucking terrible version of Graham Stoker's Dracula. No one fucking remembers it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, no, I hear you, dude. I that hear was you. my that was my whole thing. Stop trying to tell me that just because great filmmakers are involved, it's going to be a good movie. Michel Gondry that directed Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, fucking great movie from 2004. Where's he been? Uh, exactly. You ever see that movie? Jim oh, of Carrey? Course. Dude, of course class, I've seen it. Classic. Godfrey new classic. To, yeah. So, so well done. I don't think a movie has been that imaginative and well done since then, but he did The Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. Who? Michelle Gondry? Michelle Gondry. right. He yeah. did. Known as a swimming pool movie, directing a tent pool because you want an extra swimming pool, That's which was right. fine. I'm like, personally, I'm like, dude, you're the homie. Get your check, but I know this movie's going to be fucking terrible, you know? Yeah, I didn't I knew see it. I it wasn't going to be a didn't good movie. See it. That's what I'm saying. Just because he's, Michelle Gondry's directing that movie doesn't mean it's going to get nominated for a fucking Oscar. Like, I, I don't know. This dude, is when the politics just come in completely. I hear you, Or Russell is not a fucking good director or a writer, and obviously people are like, well, the Academy and all these people disagree with you. I was like, well, yeah, they're wrong. I was like, I know film. I'm disciplined and disciplined. Like, Back to my biggest defense of the Fast and Furious series. Talk about five, six, and seven. Why they're brilliant and flawless to me. Those movies on head on know exactly what they are. Know their audience. There's a reason why they're fresh on Rotten Tomatoes because they deliver exactly what they promise it, but do it so flawlessly and are not trying to be more than what they are. They're going over the top more, but that's still not them being more than what they are, and they're delivering. I didn't think that anything could get crazier than that scene where they're dragging a, uh, a bank safe behind in, the in car. Fa- yeah, and that movie but is... But then they do get crazy. And that movie is just revered and loved by so many people because instead of being stupid fucking racing movies, they turn these into movies like... Heist, heist movies. Heist movies 
uh, like fucking all Ocean's Eleven, but like everything they do involve cars, and then you just say the word family every ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> family. Um, and that's why Furious Seven. Furious Seven tie is on my top ten list of best fucking movies of 2015. And I get shit for it, but so what? You know? Yeah. That's well, my fucking opinion, and it's the right one. Dude, if movies deliver Sorry, I sound what like a pretentious, for... cocky asshole on your podcast. No, no, no. You're you're just opinionated, and that's actually a prerequisite, prerequisite to be on my podcast. So oh, beautiful. Be proud of that. But I actually want to... Um, I just want to finish with uh, one more grievance on my Let's part. Let's do it. But I love listening to your take on the movies. Oh, yes. And you and I, for the listeners out there, Raj and I have a potential project that we're developing. Yes, we are. We are. you could hear soon. Not previews, too previews. Much, but it's about movies, and it's going to be... Uh, similarly irreverent as this podcast but you know not quite as much <laughs> but keep an eye out for that but um, do. okay here's the thing okay so I go to Costco sometimes to shop and uh, you know I have to go on a most of the time a Saturday or Sunday oh that bulk life man yeah sometimes when I need bulk stuff and Saturday Sunday busiest fucking days of the week oh yeah and I go there and there's long ass lines waiting to check out they got they got 20 checkout lines right only 10 of them are operating on a Saturday or Sunday. And there's lines backing up into the main store. People are angry. There's carts full of shit that people need to buy. Oh, yeah. And just these huge lines. And last time I was there, I had to go up and say and find somebody and say, hey, you know, can you go grab your manager to open up another line, the, the, to open up another checkout line? The lines are getting insane out here. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then they went and did it. But I shouldn't have to ask. This is common sense. On a Saturday or Sunday during prime time. Yeah. You have 20 lines. 100%. Get fucking 15 or 20 of them open. Oh, yeah. Let that traffic flow right through there seamlessly. And this all relates to the medium-sized shirt theory that I have. (laughs) Okay? I wear a medium. Yes. But when I go to the store, all the mediums are sold out because they make an equal amount of medium, smalls, and larges. Yeah. Most of the people on the planet Earth are medium-sized. So make fucking more mediums. Okay? Make more medium shirts. That way they won't be sold out as quickly more people need mediums that same sense of logic applies to this you know what's going to be busy on saturday or sunday yeah, oh yeah. you have 20 lines get 15 of them open right right off the bat so that traffic flows through there that makes sense to me you know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying man i'm all about that medium life yeah fucking trying to get rid of the mediums it's the most un-american thing that they can try to well, do dude, every time you go to a store and like you need something that's a medium Oftentimes they're sold out yeah. because more people need mediums, Everyone but they don't the make mediums. more mediums to accommodate enough. the demand. There's no supply and demand of the mediums. There's not. They make an equal amount of <laughs> larges and smalls. It just makes no sense. <laughs> That's something I feel Larry David would be very passionate. That is about. a very Larry David moment. You Isn't had it? a very Larry, you had a very Larry <laughs> David come out of you right now. <laughs> yes, there are no mediums right there. Yeah. I've been oh. watching a lot of Curb recently, and I'm just saying that I man. Fucking love that, that man. That man gets it in every way, shape, and doesn't form. Doesn't he? he? Doesn't he get it. it? He just gets it. He does. Eh, is that? Is it that good? Eh. He does get it. I wish everybody out there would know. Would I, I wish real brands and real people that are in charge of making decisions out there would listen to Larry David. He gets it. Oh yeah. He why, understands how why to would make people, life work. Why would people with money, with big enter, uh, entertainment or like big uh, money, ever listen to anyone that's opinionated, educated, and smart? Yeah. There you go. Fucking a. Oh. On that note, thank you for having me on, sir. Of course, man. I fucking love this. It's a real pleasure. This Did you great. like the vibe of this? Did you? I love the vibe of this. You can follow me at at Roger Wall yes, on please. Twitter and at Roger Wall at Roger Wall thirty seven on Twitter. And on Instagram. Um, yes. Thank you for having me, man. We got to do this again. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I just want to go out on one note. We need to. Yeah, yeah. 
Rogers in the house, but yeah, keeping it down. Yeah, 2016 with the what, what.